You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Today, um, including, of course, uh, some heroic maneuvers by your head coach, the one and only Jeff Blaschel. Yeah. <laughs> How did I know? Like, that's exactly to, what you to tee it up. Do yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm glad you did. Um, yeah. So uh, we we had some fun. Um, it's the I love these episodes where we get to like roll back all the negative comments that we made the last couple of days, and then we're just like, "Yeah, we're 500 again." We're back I mean, in the playoff talk. Just it's kidding. been it's been like this. Um, it, it's been a minefield on Twitter, like uh, giving your hot takes and whatnot, and. You know, how much time do you have on your hands if you want to throw out your hot takes? And, you know, do you want to deal with everybody? It's kind of been where I was at. And I did it this week, Mike. I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to put my hot take out there. And I said, you can't you can't be mad at your team when they have the third lowest salary across the entire league. Because clearly... Uh, for their manager, this this was not a winning season. This wasn't something to... So you're saying <laughs> you, know. you actually get what you pay for. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's not, uh, you know, like like you, you take those hard losses like to Winnipeg and you just kind of take a deep breath, go, okay, this is how it was supposed to work. But, uh, you know, instead, um, a, lot of, a lot of nasty articles coming out this week. Um, from the pros, from our amateurs, uh, across the board, a lot of mean and nasty tweets coming out too. Um, so that's where, you know, that's where I was like, Hey, everybody cool. Your jets, brah. And, uh, you know, then it turned into a two hour long argument on Twitter. Um, that, uh, actually ended up us coming back to what our actual points were for starting the argument. And it turns out, um, we had the same exact point and that, that was fun. So just, just goes to show you, you got to pull back on your anger. Uh, maybe just stay off Twitter might've been my, my best bet, but uh, I can't help myself. I mean, I, I, there, there's so much uh, vitriol and, and, in these, these high times where not only did we defeat Buffalo, but you can vote for Lucas Raymond as the last man in Matt, you can do up to ten ballots per twenty-four hours uh, through through tomorrow. So you got you better get cracking if you haven't voted. You do need an NHL account, uh, but go in there and do those ballots right now on NHL.com. So be prepared uh, to get blasted with uh, NHL.com emails, but nothing you can't send your spam for. Now, Mike, you say that as if all of us haven't already created like eight different NHL burner accounts, accounts? To make sure <laughs> we can get in there multiple times. Are you stuffing the ballot, Matt? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you, we're, we're swinging this, man. Uh, this is going our way. Um, all right. So here, here's a uh, shout out to Tristan that made the request before the episode even started that we uh, we talk about this because this this was a beauty. Now I, I don't know if the AHL is going to come after us, so I still got to make sure we're doing this right. Um, we've, lo- we lo- we've lost Mike beyond all hope. Oh, oh no. no, that's not that's not his request. He was. Because of your Snorlax, uh, Sam was saying it's gonna get hot in here. Um, it is. It's toasty in this thing. Woo! No wonder Snorlax is always asleep. It's like, you know, two tons of of just girth. I like actually. Before we jump into, uh, I just want to throw these. Or you know what? We'll transition back to these comments. First comment: Bergman's OT goal is disgusting. He should get nine games at the end of the season, like Valeno did last year. That that's where I wanted to go with all this. Do you so have that I'm, queued I'm, up, man? Uh, I don't yet, and I should have done that before I pulled up Tristan's comments. That's so all right. We'll been a little bit cleaner, but you guys will forgive me. You know how this works. Um, 
let's blow this sucker up. Mike, this is this is Mike's first time seeing it. So we get if you're watching oh on YouTube, God. you get the live reaction. Um I just this I <laughs> now I what's funny too, can I can I pull the curtain? I actually haven't watched this exact replay. So I'm just pulling up somebody's random Twitter post. Let's see what happens. Let's make sure. Let's see if this is. The, I'll be All excited right, so. if this is the correct replay. So I'll put. Is this like a zebra's goal? Uh, you'll you'll see. This is okay. this is well, this is a this is a Yonatan Bergren goal. Yonatan Bergren, interesting. Okay, let's right. see what he he brings to the table here. Now this is an overtime. Overtime. Boy taking the puck right now. Breaking ankles. Okay, there's two broken ankles. And between the circles. Go. <laughs> Uh, is he stuck with the medical bill on that one? Because, man, that guy's <laughs> got to go to the hospital. Now, now, my problem with this, Mike, because it was so nasty. That guy has to go home to his wife, Mike. He might have kids he's got to go home to. I don't think he's going to be going home to his wife. He's going home <laughs> to an ex-wife. <laughs> I mean, it's Woo. it's just, it was so nasty. I mean, there. this is going to be one of those things. If, uh, you know, they're having Man. dinner the next day. He deeped the blades right off that guy's skates. That was incredible. He's, he's looking for, you know, can you can you pass the wine? Just, wow. you know, babe, babe, did you hear me? You know, um, you pass... <laughs> oh, you know, I I would. But, you know, all, all of our glasses are, are broken. Like your ruddy ankles. And then she slaps. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's uh man, we gotta see that one more time. That was you wanna was see it one amazing. more time? Yeah, cue it up one more time. Let's cue it up. Let's watch the celebration. It'll just roll right through. It's Twitter. There it goes. Everybody right. on the podcast. I'm sorry. It's going in the corner. Bergen goal. Broken ankles. Skates it to the circles. I just wow. I that shot too. I will uh it, it is worth it, Mike. And and for anybody who hasn't seen the the close-up replays. To get in there and see where he's placing the shot over the left shoulder of the goaltender too, and it's just you know, I mean, we are we are talking uh, AHL goaltenders, so of course, way better than I could ever hope to be. I mean, obviously, I know that, <laughs> but um, that guy still played the puck pretty well. So I'll I'll put it that way. If somebody wants to make mention of of the fact this was in the AHL, there is there isn't a lot there that you would take a look at besides that guy's broken ankles. But the way the goaltender played the puck, I. Just, um, also, no hats, off to, uh, hats off to the, the, the Grand Rapids faithful there. That was an outstanding reaction. Um, oh, shared my that was Twitter. like a pro wrestling reaction. Really like I can't that tell lot. you guys how many times I've shared my Twitter and been so happy that we it's the are Rapids happy that you made that sacrifice for us, man. We're very the appreciative. Things, the things that my Instagram account right now is like, you like this stuff, don't you? And then I go, how did you know? And... <laughs> I gotta curl up in a ball while I'm scrolling through. Um, right. So yeah, are we gonna use that as the audition tape for Bergen? Um, I know Tristan said maybe we'll get a nine-game cameo, but uh... oh, great! Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I was gonna move on, and that's totally what I put in the notes was that we were gonna discuss Bergen. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah, like that's that's the long and short of it is. Um, should he get that that trial? And absolutely, he should. And and Tristan gets all the credit. He steals my thunder because I, you know, that was our show topic for today. But yeah, he he steals the the point. Bergen should get that shot, not because of that goal, but Mike, because he is 0.783 points per game uh, as a Grand Rapid Griffin right now. Yeah. And we saw Zadina and Valeno, who are at 0.6, get their shots. So. Put it this, I mean, it's just we're seeing a guy drafted in the same year. Um, so we know he's got a little bit more experience under his belt, but production wise, doing a tidbit better as well. So I, I think he does deserve that. And I think what we're seeing is a guy, especially with the um elevated point production in the AHL, that uh he's gonna be getting more than just that, you know, one game. Well, I guess, you know, the injury probably didn't help, but, you know, that, that one game opportunity and then nothing after that. So, um, Matt, most anything, importantly, is he going to, if he gets a cameo, even if he doesn't, can we, it, as the propaganda video started yet, we're really pushing that incredible highlight um, just so that with the casual fan, 
Um, he will replace the undeserving Joe Valeno as the indie darling of the Detroit Red Wings. It better. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like what, what's so That's cool? a pretty good sizzle reel. Yeah. What's so cool about that? And uh, Sam put it up there too. Let's, let's not forget how that play started. <laughs> he steals the puck himself. Um, but what's so cool about Berggren and that goal and why that replay is so important is that what did we talk about all last season watching him in the SHL was his passing abilities, his playmaking. So what did he do? He came to a arguably more tough, I don't know, more physical league. We could definitely say more physical. Um, and he just was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go finish this game right now. It wasn't just I'm going to go score a goal. This is I'm going to go. I I got stuff to do tonight. I don't know if you guys know this. It's Thursday in Grand Rapids. It's it's a hot night to be in Grand Rapids. Money so I, night, I baby. Go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He was at uh, Allen Iverson Academy learning how to shatter some ankles. So I was, he's a busy <laughs> guy. Um. So, yeah, all good. All good news this uh, this episode, because uh, we also get to talk about um. Mike, we Black, Blaschel Boggle. Matt Blaschel Boggle strikes again. <laughs> I like the Boggle only because everybody says blunder and we got to differentiate. We got to oh, like hashtag no. it. Yeah, this is yeah. this is Peggy Hill style. <laughs> is that a good reference to people? Is that true? It is. That's uh, yeah, that's nice for like three people, I think. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm really Peggy excited because I Hill. just yeah. finished a coffee pretty late nice. in the day. Also got my hop slam, so oh. I've mixed my high energy with uh, the giggles. So this will be a fun episode. I put uh, spiced uh, cranberry sprite into a Brothers of Discussion mug. Was, oh, can you guys see now? <clears throat> this is a Red Wings rant mug that I got for my birthday, but you wouldn't know it because the person who made this um, is a piece of garbage and like. <laughs> <laughs> like said it would be frosted and you could tell but when you put something in there it kind of just disappears and we complained to the guy and he said too bad it's part of the agreement no refunds so that yeah, was nice oh that was yeah, right. a repeat repeat customer with that guy um so, yeah I'm, uh, I'm very excited to talk about blash boggle um we gotta because... say hello to a, a couple folks though uh yeah we got uh performance art hola how you doing my man Matthew Nichols, who I, Matthew, I, we saw the participation kick up in the last episode. I'm glad you came back. It's always my, my fear is like we see a name for the first time or see it get more comments and then we never see him again. So, Matt, I'm so happy you're here. Plus, your name's Matt. So, uh, we have something in common. We yep. can be best Matt, Matt likes you a little bit more and I like you just a little bit less. Yeah, if, if I may, when I was in elementary school, my best friends were always also named Matthew because it was, you know, and in our, when we were born, it was like the most popular name. It was Matthew or Michael, depending on the year. So I would just search out the other Matthew in my grade. We would become best friends. And we hated each other after. Like, that was it. That's, uh, that was the long and short of a relationship. We had the same name. We were happy with that. I always had a lot of animosity for other Michaels because they would steal my identity and then I'd be my last name. So, um... Yeah. I forgot we had the slideshow up, so we're, we transitioned back into banter, but uh, let's transition back into that Buffalo game. Uh, Ace Fishing threw out there. It's going to be an exciting up-and-down season. Mike, to your point, 500 team going to 500, uh, but there's no way we're catching Boston as Ace Fishing continues, uh, as, well as, uh, as well as they're playing. I am completely okay with that right now. And Ace Fishing, good, good for you, because that's I completely agree. I'm on board with that sentiment 1,000%. We should all be pretty okay with how the season's going right now. Uh, if not scared of how far we could fall out of a great <laughs> draft spot. Um, I I'll throw this out there. Before this victory, uh, Tristan and I were chit-chatting on, on uh, Instagram, and uh, we were talking about Prashant Iyer's projections for us landing the sixth pick. Out of oh. just struggles and dropping down the standings. And, um, I, you know, we don't have any access to where his head's at with uh, making those claims that we're going to land the sixth spot. It seems kind of optimistic the... without some, like, uh, like concentrated 
tanking. Do I? I said that incorrectly. The sixth worst record in the league is what I meant to say, right? Wow. Make sure I say that that right. is even more uh, concentrated tanking, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're uh, better than like eight teams. <laughs> yeah, we're so nine. I don't want to. I didn't want to overdo it, so I immediately kind of put the brakes. <laughs> like I, you know, eased the brakes on. I could see it was kind of a stale yellow coming up to a red. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that you know we're not obviously not a playoff team, um, but like the right. the last team out, I don't think we're there either. There's still probably like three or four teams that are a little bit ahead of us. Um, and I, I was talking with uh, our, our boy Jesse, who uh, used to write our blogs for us, but um, we were chit chatting um, also today, and uh, we were talking about like the difference between being a content, a contending, a contending playoff team and a team that makes the playoffs. I think that's key, and you don't want to be the team that just makes the playoffs. You want to feel and be that team that sh- that's a contender. So while we were sneaking our way up the standings, that's not where you want to be. You don't want to sneak your way in because we saw Montreal sneak their way <laughs> into the Stanley Cup final, not win. Surely a lot of memories, you know, were created last season for Montreal fans. Um, but I don't know how great you feel like in the in, in the now as a Montreal fan being uh, fighting for last place uh losing your gm and just in complete turmoil at this point um even mike i mean if you look at cat friendly at the top of the list for salary um so just a complete you know uh, cluster uh in montreal so so sneaking isn't really great and it's it's worthwhile mentioning as well that montreal wasn't necessarily even supposed to make it into the playoffs last year so we were kind of on the same trajectory. Oh my God. I did this last trajectory. Week. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We were trending the same way, but um, yeah, you don't want to be Montreal, right? Do you want those memories of making it to the Stanley cup finals and losing? No, I never think about 2009. I hate that so much. I was such a baby at the end of that game. I had my girlfriend at the time in our parents' house and I stormed out of the room and started playing video games and left <laughs> my girlfriend sitting with Mike. You know our dad. <laughs> you what a... can guess how much fun that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when Detroit sports are going well. Um, so I just, um, if we're, you know, this Prashanth Iyer estimate that we're going to get the sixth worst record in the league. Um, right now, there's only we're like the 11th worst team. Um, so there's like you know 10 teams, and then you know there's Seattle, um, and we we're in there, right? Yeah. So I guess my question is, knowing that I, I feel like most of the people listening to the show, um, what was the the comment that you brought up, and we kind of went down this rabbit hole um, about them playing positively. You just I mean, brought it up down here in the in the video. Oh, um, I mean, oh, you mean one of the comments? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we were just talking about not necessarily wanting to was, sneak into the playoffs, right? Yeah, we're not going to. I, I was going to reference whoever that was and just oh, say ace fishing, ace fishing, ace sorry, fishing. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. ace fishing one. No, I was going to say here's the tough thing. Um, how comfortable are you? knowing what the outcome is going to be as the 11th worst team in the NHL. Well, you're not getting one of the, the hot sizzle picks, you know, went through, you know, one through, we'll say like four. That's where all the top centers are probably going to get drafted. And you're also going to miss the playoffs. So the most that you're going to get out of this season is, um, our players learned how to win a little bit. They they learned that they're they're not you know a, a historically awful team. They can you know ice a competitive team. They can win some home games, um, but you're what what are you adding for your Red Wing future as a franchise if you're not going to get a good pick and you're not going to be in the playoffs? Well, I, I'll say this um, at that spot, and I'm going to pull up. I'm going to do this. It's not going to work with our regular slide. Tristan, 
throw down your thoughts in the comments here because I'm going to pull up what you sent me as your very, very early mock draft. Uh, or you know what? I don't have to do that. I can just do this. Uh, actually, yeah, Tristan, still give me your let me know you're okay with it um because we were we were chit-chatting uh, like i said on instagram and then this came up and then that's where the prashant conversation went um <laughs> while we're waiting to hear from tristan um oh look he's even talking about it in the chat um uh, don't bet on it, mike one of the top six centers in this draft will follow us whether it's nazar the third geeky or uh lambert slash lambert i still haven't gone to elite prospects to get that right so, because Tristan's saying that, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna assume he's cool with this. So, Tristan, I'm, I'm sharing your, I'm sharing your stuff just because hemming and hawing is, uh, okay, there he goes, he's good with it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this, this was his example of putting together a draft where I, I would say the end game here. Um, we wanted to see Brad at number eleven. I think you and I have been pretty high on him since uh, we started um, talking the NHL draft. So I, I at least want to give Tristan props here for finding a way for, I mean, look, Geeky's at 12 too. So finding a way for each one of these teams to figure out a top level prospect and fill a, a position of need. And we still get two chances at a center. So there's, there's at least a couple examples here for how we could do that. And I think we're still probably going to have a better pick than number 11. If I may, if I may. Guys, feel free to send me your mock drafts and we'll make a whole segment about it. <laughs> yeah, Sorry I put you on the that. spot here, Tristan, but I, this is this is a beauty. I saw Tristan share this on Reddit, too, and it got like a million likes. So good, good on you, Tristan. It, it was funny seeing it on Reddit because I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know That's that a pretty. Draft. It's a pretty ideal scenario, right? Because you're still showing, you know, maybe uh, – Prospective free agents say hey, we're a competitive team, right? We're just a couple guys away. You know, we're right on the cusp. Uh, we figured out how to win at home. We just got to figure out how to get these uh, road games, uh, you know, on the on the right side of the tally sheet. Um, so you're right. still like at that point, you are competitive. And my God, our dream scenario, uh, Lambert Lambert, Bra Lambert. We're going to call him Bra. Bra Lambert drops to 11 and the Red Wings get their center. So I, I will throw this out there. <clears throat> I, I wanted to put this idea out there. Like Craig McDonald throws it out there. He is falling in the draft, uh, Brad. We also had another guy fall to us. And I'm not going to call out the conversation of Zadina right now. But I, I want to call out, is there, you know, if a guy starts falling like that, is, is that a problem? Like, when do you start to say, like, well, I'm still taking one of the top guys that was, you know, ranked top five at some point. So I'm, I'm still going to be getting a good prospect or, or, and this is us as a fan, obviously Steve's doing his own work. I'm not saying Steve should be uh, concerned with what other teams are drafting. He's going to have his own plan, but us as fans, Mike, are you, are you going to be worried or uh, are you going to go like this? I like, I like Matt's uh, point here. Any Iserman pick will be a good needed player. So how, how are you going to feel if we if we get a guy like Brad who who has fallen quite a bit? Um, I will feel confident that at that draft slot, Eisman will at the least be drafting the eleventh best player. Very, very political there, but I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I'm with Matt there. Like it does kind of feel like I wanted to bring that up. Because you can never tell what's going on with these draft picks. Um, I mean, for God's sake, the, the Shane Wright conversation right now is insane. That people, you know, like uh, they share the, the central scouting results and then all the comments are Shane Wright is not the number one prospect in this draft. And that, you know, that's a lot of people sometimes trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Um, and the room is Twitter. But, um, you know, I, I'm just saying like that's how crazy this stuff can get and you know we've also got a thousand different uh, like we've mentioned before places to get your draft information and i always recommend everybody goes to elite prospects and turn it into data find the consolidated report um <laughs> you know like take everybody's thoughts and turn it into a number 
don't worry yeah. about somebody's narrative that they've put together because that consolidated report is probably the best way to put that together. Because our, our boy Lucas Raymond was pretty high on that consolidated report. I'll uh, throw that out there. Um, <clears throat> all right. Not more cider though. So, uh, you know. Give, so I, I guess yeah, so far it, it looks like it's a consensus that people are going to call this season. And I, I think game to game, as long as you're watching home games, game to game this season still feels like a success. Even if at the end, no playoffs, and you're you're not drafting high, but we're just we still have the Eiserman, you know, like uh talent assessment up our sleeve. Right. Yeah. I and I I like to I, I mean my my comment to that, my my follow-up is I completely agree. But it's blowing my mind how many people are are kind of on the other side where I think they got the taste of success and now they're mad when things aren't going a hundred percent in the right direction. And I think it's just one of those things like, um, you know, where, where, where do we start and stop giving credit uh, from one side or the other? And uh, that's where we can finally come back to this conversation and, and our brand new lines, which Mike, before the game, you had to give a soft cold take. You had to you had to be careful because uh, who knows what was going to happen, and not a lot of people were guessing that it was going to be a four to nothing shutout with the top two lines being the point of conversation, putting in our goals. Um, I I just uh, oh also how about uh, Rasmussen as well? Like uh, can't can't ignore that, and uh, it is kind of scary, Mike. As we uh, I'll just throw this out there. I don't want to do another forty minutes Adina conversation, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best Rasmussen's on ice numbers were, were <laughs> when he was shooting out of the penalty box. The rest of the <laughs> night, not so great. I know, um, but that sizzle reel. Just, yeah, just stick with the sizzle reel. And I'm not, I'm not dogging Rasmussen with that comment. Um, talking more about that third line as, as a whole. But um, yeah, you know that happens. The third and fourth line. Um, I don't want to say uh, that they should struggle because clearly Buffalo's third and fourth line uh, actually, you know, would finish the game. If you were comparing the, those four lines playing each other would actually finish with a better result. Uh, They just, you know, think thankfully Buffalo doesn't have the depth to score on the fourth line. So that's how that shook out. I'm just throwing that out there because I know most of the conversation we want to be about the top six and about these defensive pairings, but um I just had to throw that out there. Like uh, we got a Rasmussen goal. I don't most of the game. I, I don't. Goals, I know goals, it's goals, uh, goals obviously the recency bias is going to factor in, and yeah. you got to kind of ignore your. You're only playing Buffalo, um, but for some reason, man. First of all, like Bertuzzi really felt like unlocked with this new line lineup. Um, like I sometimes I forget what an excellent playmaker he is. Um, you know, like his play for Fabry, uh, that amazing pass to get Rasmussen coming out of the box. Um, and, you know, obviously he scored too. Um, but, you know, I, I feel fairly confident about that first line getting some point production. I feel pretty good about that second line. And the weird thing is something about that Zadina and Rasmussen and goddamn Ernie. Something I just, for some reason, I don't know why I have these weird, like, kind of hairs up my spine going up like man maybe maybe this maybe this will actually work out and they'll be productive man is there is there anything to those tea leaves i think so i i think uh especially if if the second line kind of looks as fun as it did uh yesterday then you can i mean we're still looking at a bertuzzi that we were looking at those player cards so like analytically how does he test out um well dom lachishan's <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> All right, how did, he said his name is Loose Chicken. So Dom Loose Chisen, got it. Woo, all that, that hop slam, this is a strong one. Uh, tested him out as a nearly $10 million player. That's a lot. So Bertuzzi is is key here in getting moved because what you, what you wanted to see was the production. Now, you know, we had power play production, but what you wanted to see was him just not completely disappear now that he's on the second line. So what what a thousand percent did not happen was him disappear, right? Like we, we still saw that second line all night and I'm trying to pull up the numbers. So we can actually talk about it and I'm not just pulling things out of my butt. Um, but that, I, I think that's the important thing, right? Cause we're looking for, and we've talked about it all season. You can't just have one line go out there and hope that you're, you're going to be competitive. You, you're looking for 
a second opportunity that could build into your third and fourth line, sneaking in a couple of goals because of the way that uh, line changes will work out and uh, pacing and things like that. So, I mean, you're not, you never go into a game hoping for those third and fourth line goals. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the way things shake out, if you can put out those top two lines, be more competitive and be your, you know, be two legitimate scoring lines and not just, your second line, right? It's not just having a good first line. And then this happens to be your second line tonight. Um, I think it's just the domino effect and it all falls down that way. So um, back to that conversation about who, who struggled. Um, I guess I could pull this up, but I, I, I just want to read this off. Um, starting with uh, Adam Ernie Rasmussen, and Joe Valeno and uh, we actually um, Giovanni Smith snuck up there and so did Sam Gagne snuck up to, to the midpoint of our expected goals for percentage. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't all gravy, but you still had, you still had some pretty good performances. And uh, I think the Giovanni Smith one, huge asterisk here, uh, six minutes. So <laughs> any excitement from like a solid game from him uh we could throw that out there but tristan uh nailing nailing it here ernie sucks this year um yeah it's 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 not great and and <laughs> i'm gonna look I, you up know, if we're gonna do a vote for uh, least yeah, valuable player is it a tie between ernie and uh giovanni because giovanni he's like the human five minute major all he does is go out there and get a penalty that puts him in the box Usually more minutes well, than he's actually getting ice time. Yeah, you just have to take that up with all the folks that love all the fighting. We need and more we'll, forces we'll, on this team. Yeah, like that that's your argument, right? Yeah, that, you got, that got antiquated uh yeah. <laughs> team management philosophy. I, I don't understand it. So yeah, yeah, we're paying we're paying Ernie two years, two point one mil. And uh, I think at the time we talked about it and said, you know, it was a smidge of like an overpay, I think, based on uh, his numbers over his career. Uh, but now it's really going to hurt now. It's, <laughs> but you know, it's still, it's still 2.1 million. So it's definitely forgettable, movable, won't hurt us that bad. And especially since uh, he'll be gone when we have our more important contracts coming up. Um, you know who I'm talking about, our rookies. So yeah, er- Ernie, it looks like that was a flash in the pan. Be really nice to see that third line, get the Ernie for his, you know, 10 game point streak, uh, last yeah. season. But, um, you're absolutely right in that in that phrasing where he said a flash in the pan. But can I just remind you what that flash in the pan was? Sure. We acquired him from Tampa Bay. Um, his first year, he played 56 games, got five points. <laughs> then the next season, his age 25 season, he played 45 games in a you know one of the weird COVID seasons. Uh, finished the year with 20 points. So was it a flash in the pan? Uh I just right. don't know like, if there's a lot of flash in that pan. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we had that little chunk, that 10-game chunk, where it was like, ooh, what if this is Ernie? Um, so I, d- I did want to throw this into the conversation, too, with these lines, um, yeah. with the update here. Uh, Matt threw it out there. Uh, where does Verona go? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I, I might think this is an easy question to answer, right? Like, I'm putting a Mystikov back down. And I'm fitting Verona on that first line, and I'm keeping our Guelph Storm boys together, and Fabry Suter and Bertuzzi. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be who says no. Who says no? Who says Besides no. Vladdy. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I wouldn't mind Verona on the second line, um, and Bertuzzi has, you know, played really well this year with Larkin and Raymond. So I, I wouldn't mind getting, uh, getting the band back together for that. But uh, I mean. It's not really a bad option. We just know he's going to be in the top six at subcapacity when uh, we do the Blaschel bobble here in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's uh, that'll be an interesting episode when we really have to. I think his return out. does guarantee Zadina's like third line or lower. Unless, I mean, the argument has always been you got to put Zadina. With got to put him on uh, those uh, Verona coattails at some point. Yeah, even though. You know, his two points and his 13 games playing with him. I don't know. Even though I feel like you kind of, yeah, I feel like you kind of debunked that. And I think we're going to have to bring it up again when Verona comes back. Right. And I, I still think Zadina probably needs a real test. Like, I, I know a lot of people ask, like, why didn't Zadina get that opportunity? Um, 
so you know just to put the, the the period i guess on that for verana i think the more interesting conversation for us is going to be besides verana heading to the first line and possibly seeing like a super skilled like let's just go super elite on that first line <laughs> let's not play these games of you know i remember blashel trying to say he needed a big guy he needed a you know some some power on on each line but let's just let's, let's just let's just put verana larkin and raymond up there let's you know let's see what 50 goals looks like um anyway the more interesting conversation will be how everything shakes up underneath that because if the second line still looks like it has chemistry uh moving past you know another game with buffalo on monday uh you can you could you know we we already made the argument before the season started that that line had to get a, a legit shot through the season the guelph storm line and I made that argument because I thought you're breaking up more offense. If you could find some chemistry and that being your second line, you could, you know, break up some of the offense across the rest of the um, um, lineup. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that would that would afford you those opportunities because then you're talking about a third line that is Zadina, Rasmussen, and Nemistikov instead of Ernie. And then, Mike, you can move Ernie down to the fourth line. And just get Giovanni Smith the f out of there, and you'll you'll be golden. Then you've got four <laughs> scoring lines ready to go. Boom! You just needed pretty Verona. nice. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be uh, smooth sailing for for Blash after that. Um, now, who moves down when we get Hurdle at the deadline? I'm just kidding. That's not yeah, it. That's... We're not giving up anything for Hurdle the turn. So. <laughs> hey, the NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> An official sports betting partner of the NFL is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team's victorious. Don't forget that part. If a sports book isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. This wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Question, Mike. Why did uh, Nemistikov get the opportunity instead of Zadina on the first line? Did some digging going back to December 1st, arguably the end of our strongest point of the season and moving into our weakest point of the season. Mike, your leader, which this will lead us into another conversation because as you'll notice, nobody on the team was an over 50% expected goals for player Uh, from December 1st till today. Nobody, but your number one, Mike, Flatty. So who got hmm. elevated to the first line could make the argument. It's because of uh, our top goal scorer, kind of our, our top, right. Our, our top guy you would expect chance. a goal from. Yeah. Well, and also like, if you want to, if you want to like go, come on, he wasn't our top offensive producer in that time. Um, the expected goals for per 60, he actually led the team as well. So if you want to take out the defensive aspect of that expected goals for percentage, go right ahead. Because the Mystikov was your top performer, expected goals for per six. In fact, I'd, I'd argue the more you read these stats, uh, the more we should be mad at Blaschel for not promoting him sooner. And actually, I think he was third in actual goals for per 60 in that period as well. Can uh, I, just, take can I just, I just want to throw out one caveat. Yeah. Now, obviously, this makes our argument for Nemesnikov. But it also makes the argument that Rasmussen and Ernie should be on the first line. <laughs> That's true. I think, uh, you know, th- this is where you kind of look into um, the goals for per 60, and then you can kind of make some some assignments there. Plus, Vladdy's more of a winger than Rasmussen is, even though he saw some success. So, there. I won that argument. 
Yeah, Carter Rowney over Bertuzzi all day. You can't even put him in right now. So, you know, get out of here. <laughs> Giovanni Smith over Lucas Raymond. Look, the reason I did it is because yeah. the main argument to giving Zadina more opportunities is because of his underlying analytics. Mike, you see 14 players here from December 1st. Do you see Philip Zadina on this list? No, you do not. I will help um, you out. Unless, unless there's an alternate spelling for his name. <laughs> this no, would be great right it. now if you were like, yeah, he's, he's number three. He's... Oh, oh, I mean, oh, uh, wait. Ignore that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ignore the man that. behind the curtain. We're yeah. deleting that from the podcast, but the live version will have to delete. No, but he's not on the list, Mike. We're not we're not talking about a guy for the struggling Detroit Red Wings, a guy that would even make it in the top 14, uh, which I, I'm sorry, I should know what number he is, but we'll, I, that's good enough, right? He didn't make it in the top 14. Expected goals, four percentage from December 1st. So just putting it out there, there may have actually been some strategy <laughs> to pulling into Mystikoff Beyond all of his empty net goals that make his points look better. Um, all right. Where were we? Hey, I mean, if you get enough empty net goals in the video game, your overall still goes up. So at the That's end of true. the season. So there you go. Plus, you know, like think about it too. Um, these statistics are for even strength. You get an empty net goal. It's not even strength. So uh, is that even Ooh. helping this number go up? It is not. So bingo, bingo. Mm. Got to throw that out there. Plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the main point is there, but it's just kind of like cool your jets. You know, Nemistikov's on the first line. I think it just goes back to like not being so angry about different experiments during this season. Um, but, Mike, as we as I just mentioned, nobody on the team was above 50%. So let's keep that conversation going. Um, who is doing great? It's the Delkovich. Mike, hey, look at last, this guy. Last month, he is second in the league in goals saved above expected. Uh, he's right at the top two in, in save percentage and our adjusted save percentages, as you can see on this table here. If you guys are on uh, watching on uh, on YouTube, you can actually see this. It's it's Freddie Anderson of Carolina is uh, the only goaltender performing. That is incredible. Right that is in, that is an incredible statistic. That Carolina's like, no, no, we 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 want the number one guy. We we didn't want the number two guy. Oh God, you're right. Oh, this is we so know crazy. what we're doing, Iserman. All right, we're getting the number one goal. You can have number two all the live long day. We're taking number <laughs> one, buddy. Oh, Mike. Yeah, go ahead and play that stupid clip. Oh, you don't have to ask them. Yeah, you want to ask us? Who's number one? Yeah, Freddie Anderson. Suck oh, it. Boom. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't bring it up for that reason, but. Um... I know who does bring it up, the GM <laughs> of the Hurricanes. All right, but but Freddie Anderson, four and a half million, Mike. You had to spend more to get that smidgen better. You get what you pay for. <laughs> You're such a piece of garbage. That was beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so proud of you right now, and I'm so happy you brought that up. I did, That never crossed my mind bringing these stats up earlier today. Spoken Holy like mango. a true Iserman fanatic. Um, oh, oh, is he number one? I didn't even. Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, I, we had we had a lot of conversation here going on in the chat because I had all these tables I wanted to bring up today. Uh, Ace thrown out there. Will Blashell keep those lines on Monday? Oh, I, hell yeah, he is. I can say that Ansar Khan said that the same lines went out uh, during practice. So there's and that. we're not going to be in Canada. For a little while. So I feel pretty confident. Uh, we're going to see those same lines and let it ride while they're hot. <laughs> Absolutely. Ace fishing. We're going to see those again. Um, all right. Well, what else do we have to talk about today, Mike? There's always, um, we had some rookie scoring last night, but uh, I decided since everybody's on the Trevor train, that we should take a peek at how Trevor's doing since the new year. It's not so great. Not so great, Mike. Not so great. Hmm. Uh, now, Lucas ain't doing so great either, but we know he's leading in points, so he's got that. But uh, more insider here, <laughs> the lone rookie uh, still performing above 50% since January 1st. So if you guys are going, wait a minute, you just pulled up statistics that said nobody's above 50%. Since January 1st, 
Uh, so not a ton of games, but uh, more insiders, your boy, uh, 56.54% uh, for expectacles, four percentage. I only bring this up. Same reason I did it for Zadina and Nemistikov for that argument. But everybody was saying, so what if Lucas Raymond has more points, Trevor has better underlying analytics. No more. <laughs> Lucas Insider, above your boy Trevor, Mike. Above, I, I love him too. He's actually, he's he's quite fun to uh, to watch in press conferences and stuff. But uh, yeah, I had to throw this out there because uh, we're defending our boys at every turn. Also, good reminder here, uh, head on to NHL.com slash vote and uh, put your 10 votes in for Lucas Raymond. Uh, so if you haven't done that yet, here's at least uh, a reason to get a rookie in there because uh, he's performing better than Trevor. Matt, let me ask you this, um, because he's still... Is Trevor he's, in the All-Star game? Did I miss that? Uh, somebody somebody help me out. Yeah, we got to... The gotta, Ducks... Uh, represent I think I've been voting for Troy Terry in my Pacific Division. Um, you know, you, you're you going to vote for Lucas Raymond, so I got to put in some dumb vote for three other divisions. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, performance art, gonna... don't do it. Stop, stop it. He's asking if Sadina's going to get traded. Stop it. This will be another. Oh God, that'll take us down to another forty-minute rabbit hole. We can't, we can't do it. Uh, I just want to focus on this real quick while we got it. At least while we got it open. Um, so you know, these guys kind of seem neck and neck, like Raymond and, and Zegris. Uh, Raymond, uh, you know, because he's technically got more more points at this juncture. He's probably still the front runner uh, between the two of them. Right. I gotta feel like Mo is the top D man, but is this Nadelkovich's to lose? Oh, you're so good at this. I know he's only the number two goalie, but it's like he's... we're brothers and you can read my mind. I don't even need to pull up another slide, but <laughs> do it. You, you could be right. Um, can I bring up one scary statistic? Matt, do you know the last goalie to win rookie of the year, the Calder Memorial Trophy? Not the Calder Cup, like I called it in our last episode. Is it the call isn't it the Calder Memorial? You- it does say trophy. I have the okay. official page open right now. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll give it to Man, you. Man, take a guess at the last goalie to win. I'll even give you the team. He's a Columbus Blue Jacket. Um, I guarantee he's a free agent in the video game. fudge you know what i know this and i can't i can't remember just tell me i i just pretend i don't know it just say i don't know it oh tristan's got it ah did he drop it in there hey tristan for the win um he's he's actually is employed right now oh no he's a free agent (laughs) he's been a free agent for two years um (laughs) still before before that before that it was uh like andrew raycroft who was you know he's he's pretty good and then uh, Nabokov on the Sharks. Um, I still, I, I will say, I will not look into, like, futures for, like, what happens with Calder winners. I just want some joy this season, and that will give me some joy. So, I know I know what you're saying with that. Like, let's not get excited if somebody wins. I, st- I just want joy. I just want to know we won something this year. <laughs> um, also, Matt, um, yes. another fun fact Oh boy! Is it was it as fun as? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, if he is to win, um, I'm gonna double check this here. Wow, he will be the oldest uh, rookie of the year winner. I don't think we have a 27 year old. We do have one 27-year-old. We had Jim McFadden, former Red Wing, 1947. Uh, but, man, the last 26-year-old to win, uh, that was Tony Esposito of the Blackhawks. Boo! So we need a new older elder statesman up there. This is Nadelkovich's. He needs this. All right. I, I got to throw this out there in, in the comments. Uh, Craig McDonald, no reason to trade Sedina. So he's shutting down performance art if we're going to trade. <laughs> I love not, I'm not touching art. that. We can't, we're we not, can't do it we again. We can't do it. No. Um, although Ace Fishing did throw in there, Eisman will trade him. <laughs> and so it begins. No, we'll save that till uh, an episode where we lose like three or four in a week. And we'll we'll talk about that again. 
Yeah, if you guys uh, want to throw it in the comments, I think this will be fun to take the totals right now. But who, uh, right now, like, let's just throw Trevor out in the garbage because we just proved he's he's garbage. Who Who's your Calder winner this year? Um, Lucas Raymond, Moritz Sider, or Nadelkovich? Um, performance Arts out there making the, the claim for Sider, which I... That's what I said last night on Twitter. Uh, performance Arts says, I mean, maybe I drink the Kool-Aid, but he's the most consistent player who, who plays 20... Uh, plus minute against the team's best player, Andy's 20. Great point by performance art that he also has to go. He's he's the top, he's in the top pair, and he's got to drag around some piece of garbage, was my point. He's got to drag around a Letty, a DeKaiser, a Stahl. Yeah, but Nadelkovich has to drag around the whole bottom six and our <laughs> bottom four defensemen. That's true. That's <laughs> true. But, I, I mean, like, that's 10 guys he has to drag around. But go ahead. At least, like, talking about... Hmm, how do I want to put this? No, you're right. Because we just showed that Nadelkovich had a great chunk of the last month uh, of the season and having turning in league-best numbers where Cider and Raymond aren't, aren't near the league-best numbers, right? So what you got to do is ask yourself... When those guys are out, there, I mean, you, you also have like those amazing saves by Nadelkovich too that uh, just blow your mind sometimes. So he he's got the flash, he's got the Trevor Zegers flash. They're um, like the the Zegers of saves. Yeah, if I may. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty beautiful. Um, we've got ciders in there. Matt's going Lucas. Tristan's going cider. A billion percent. I don't have I'm time going, to read those uh, zeros. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going. Uh, I'm going the 26-year-old. Craig Sider. Yeah, right. You also are going with the 26-year-old. Should he even be counted in this race? He already played. He played. If you do the the percentage measurement, Mike. Let's let's not be corporate America here, Mike. Think about, you know, how they talk about inflation has been growing at the same rate. Life's different than it was. Anyway. I just want to share, there was a 31-year-old Rookie of the Year. And it wasn't even, it was 1990, man. Sergey Makarov. Oh, we brought him up last year when we used to play our game. Oh, yeah, when we had our uh, our drafts. Our redrafts, yeah. Yeah. Um, what uh, Matt's throwing out there, he's getting a Lucas. I'll get a number 23 if he gets it. Um, I will say this, Mike. I uh, If you guys are following along on Twitter, I... I don't. Do I have time to pull this up? I uh, I meant to wear it for the episode, and then I just was like, you know what? Let me let me just start the show instead because nobody cares. But uh, Mike, my Lucas Raymond jersey came in. You guys want to see it? Yes, we do. We Here can't it is. wait. It's beautiful. <laughs> I thought you were gonna put it on. It's coming. There it is. I got my Lucas Raymond jersey in the mail. Yeah, uh, remember. We were bamboozled. Told the story uh, around Christmas time that uh, some website screwed over the gift giver who was providing me a Lucas Raymond jersey, and uh, just you know not not in the same circles that we're in, right? So they didn't know well, precisely where to go to get a jersey. They didn't quite, they didn't quite divulge that <laughs> what stage it was at. It, we didn't finish <laughs> sewing it or. Dying it or stitching it, but you wanted it fast, so here's your Lucas Raymond jersey. Right. Yeah, we, they did forget all those steps. Um, now the scarf, Mike, feels as it looks like a burlap sack. It's it's not comfortable. It reminds me of the mask worn by the chainsaw wielder in the first level of Resident Evil Four. So any Resident Evil Four fans out there, Matt Actually, has some uh, video game merchandise. Might actually have a cosplay idea now. Might have might serve some purpose. I actually, it was funny. I was talking to my wife today, and I was like, halfway through saying, like, "All right, well, we're sending this back, right?" And I went, "Wait, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not. We're keeping this. We're doing yeah, something." I'll send with it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a super bummer. So I went to. Vintage I do feel like you, you could sew it closed and fill it with grain and like oh. sell it at the general store, like in the you know 1800s. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of cosplaying options for my favorite video games, um, including The Witcher. I could put on like a little, you know, have like a little sack. Oh, a little saddlebag. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, saddlebag. So wait, then I got to get a roach. Yeah. <laughs> That's more difficult. <laughs> um, what was this uh, website so we all know not to buy from them? Oh geez. Well, I I don't I don't want to I want to make sure I don't confuse anybody. I did just buy a new jersey today since we got our money back from um our credit card company. Nice. Uh so I went out to vintagedetroit.com uh, and they they got me all hooked up. I can't wait to uh maybe I'll do like a a, a, vintage, a vintage Detroit. Man, the Hop Slam beer, Jesus. The, the slurring of words right now. Um, I'll do an unboxing from <laughs> Vintage Detroit, uh, so you guys can see this pretty uh, Raymond jersey coming my way. Uh, but this was, uh, it was like, it was like, you know, NHL jersey shop kind of thing dot com. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't really remember what it was exactly, but it's, you know, it was just one of those companies that uh, that'll that'll get you with a cheap price on a jersey, and then uh, it's because they're sending you a scarf. That's how they do it. Yep. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have them for next time. We'll we'll shame exactly. them and make sure nobody buys anything from them. Well, we couldn't get a, get through this episode, Mike, and you're you might be like grinding your teeth right now, going, "I wanted to end the episode," but we couldn't get through an episode without without showing some highlights from the last game because it was a fun one. It's a four to nothing game. So <laughs> I wanted to bring up for everybody my go to move on NHL 22. Mike is. The Lucas Raymond goal from last night. I will tell you right now, and this is a fault, and this is why I don't have a great record online, but I have a great record in the franchise mode. Because uh, this is maybe 99% of my strategy is this play. Uh, so, I mean, you know, everybody should be familiar with what's about to go down on the replay here. Um <laughs> With bated breath, Matt. We can't wait to see this. Vladdy getting it up to uh, Larkin and throwing it across the front of the net, and Lucas taps it in on the other side um, underneath the goalie's pads. Mike, I, I I, watched it earlier today, and I was like, wait a minute. I know that play. That's the only play I can get to work for a goal consistently in the NHL, the EA Sports NHL game. Does anybody else... Are you stuck on the same strategy? Do you not only do that one, or do you do like one strategy over and over to score a goal? Because that's that's me. I will purposely. I go for the the Zegers deke or the Michigan deke myself. <laughs> one timers are cute. You know. Turn the puck over so I can try and generate like an odd man rush. Well, you know that's one way to play. Um, I like to start behind the goalie, kind of make the puck levitate on my stick, and do kind of a magician move in front of the goalie. <laughs> That's kind of my go-to. So, another the part two to this story. Um, Brad's throwing it out there. The way uh, Ray smashed into the boards made me cringe. Mike, here, here's even more cringe. Um, I'm surprised the boards stood up to that. You ready for this? So I thought he was going to be Brock Lesnar taking a spear from Roman Reigns, and he's going to go flying <laughs> into the crowd. Well, I'll, I'll say this. We get this beautiful moment, right? Yeah. Papa Larks, baby Ray Ray. They, uh, yeah. they come together. They're celebrating. Wait, let me get rid of... Uh, I'm about to accidentally close this. Um, and then Cider comes over. And Larkin's like, hey, what's up, man? And Aww. everybody just leaves Lucas. Oh, Look at him. Lucas. Look at him. He can't even get up. They, cut, you... the, they cut the camera because they're like, oh, well, this isn't very friendly. <laughs> and look at There's another guy coming in from the left-hand side. That's also coming in for the huddle. And Lucas is just stuck in this smorgasbord of German sausage, hot dogs from Larkin and whoever else is coming in. Uh, and he's just got to look at that after he smashed his face into the boards to put a goal in. And nobody's <laughs> helping him off. Of course, the German sausage would be most cider. Um, oh, okay. And, uh, of course, in reference to where Lucas's head is at at this moment. He's well, he took a... He took a pretty violent bump into the boards, so I would be surprised if he just stayed out for the next shift right there. You could argue he slipped trying to get up himself right there. I'm not saying he is concussed, but that's not the first thought in my head after he slips trying to get up wouldn't be he's not concussed. Can I say that? Um, <laughs> so 
<laughs> uh, we'll, we'll allow it, Matt. Yes. Puts puts his body on the line for a goal, and everybody's just like, "Hey, good pass, Dylan. That's our captain. Good job, brother." And Lucas, cue the uh, curb your enthusiasm theme song. <laughs> um, yeah, they they did kind of leave him hanging there. Uh, I don't I don't know why they didn't pull him up, Matt. Um, we'll uh, maybe they'll break that line up come Tuesday. We'll see. Uh, Brad's got it. That was Russian uh, Russian sausage. Uh, oh, I see. Of course, uh, like, Vladdy, Vladdy like really. Oh, I thought like really fast sausage. <laughs> Russian. <laughs> good do you put russian dressing on a russian sausage um, where did that where did that come from was it only think, deli sandwiches do the, do the russians make sausages i can't picture one hmm. I, there's a lot of different they feel like uh, they strike they strike me as like a blood sausage people is that them <laughs> maybe i think that's uh no that's british uh the blood um something hmm. Well, the name doesn't make me want to try it, but maybe it tastes good to somebody. Oh, <laughs> uh, we already to ride off into the sunset, man. Um, only if you don't want to go to war. Do you want to go to war real quick? I got. Oh I got God, one you're not going to bring up a Zadina trade, are you? No, 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 no. I'm okay. going to bring up the Rasmussen goal because uh, <laughs> the way he finishes up his celebration, uh, at least, is is a prettier note than uh, than poor Lucas laying on the ground. Um. Of course, we got to cheat here so we don't get kicked off by the NHL. Rasmussen coming out, um, <clears throat> coming out of the box after. Whew, I mean, total for the game, Mike. We're all talking about what a great job Rasmussen is doing, getting better at hockey, right? Um, also, let's not forget uh, in the box three times in this game for effing tripping calls. Damn it! Yeah, but he looks good with like a like a five stride head start. <laughs> so here's Rasmussen scores. And this is where we go to war because this was beautiful because clearly a lot of frustration being vented there. <laughs> um, I was a huge fan of that uh, of that celebration. Look, Did I you see that. on that break? I didn't. I forgot that they do this. That they clock the speed of the skater. Do they always do that, or was that a sarcastic clock? I did not see that. Did you see it? Yeah, it was like, like fifteen miles an hour. Where? Right there. Current, current speed. 15. Current speed fifteen miles an hour. Oh my god! So my and question confess, is: Was that the his first time I've ever noticed that? Was that his stride speed, or how fast his uh, wrist shot went? <laughs> Did it glide in at fifteen on a defeated <laughs> Buffalo Sabres goalie? Well, that's how you get them, right? You throw the changeup. That's how you. That's how you get those breakaways to go. Oh in. my we god, that was a knuckle that curve too. at fifteen miles an hour. <laughs> um. All right, I think I've. I've <laughs> I think we got to poll the people. Uh, yeah, was that 15 miles an hour Rasmussen's stride or his wrist shot? I gotta throw this in there. Uh, this is uh, doctor's sausage. Is what Brad tried to do, <laughs> trying to get Google. I'm guessing Google Translate to figure out some Russian sausage. <laughs> hmm. Um. All right, uh, Brad, throw it in there. It's bad when somebody running can uh, beat you skating. <laughs> And Sam, of course, this is a great way to end the episode because we've spent too many episodes discussing trades of Zadina. Sam thrown in there. Hopefully uh, Zadina's next to get off the schneid. Good use of the word schneid. I feel like uh, I always thought we were the only two people that ever said schneid. Uh, by the way, the I looked up Russian sausage and they are taking credit for the kolbasa. <gasps> That's what Brad mm. was saying here. Russian sausage, kolbasa. Doc a little like the Polish one, which is a kielbasa. Dr. Skaya kolbasa. Not to be confused with the instrument, instrument which is actually a kielbasa. <laughs> Kielbasas are maybe my favorite instrument because it looks like a little face with two eye holes and a mouth hole going, ooh. But it's just oh. the finger holes. You can hold the... I got I got to throw this out there. Matt was Matt was talking about his uh, plays he can't get away from uh, the Hail Mary in Madden '95. I mean that's it. That's everything. Uh, I think it was Madden '64. Was just running backwards for a second and doing like your own curl around uh, as just do a run play, run a couple yards back, right, and then you could just scoop yourself back. Uh, and especially as long as line, you had somebody like uh, God, like Madden. 
03 when Michael Vick, you could just run to one side of the field and then double back and go up the other side of the field. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And he had like the 99 speed. No one could stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got it. This just reminded me because I said Barry Sanders. Um, if you guys want, I'm going to throw this into the chat. This is a link to the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl squares. Um, go ahead and click on that. And uh, you can sign yourself up. Whoops. It's going on Twitch and Facebook. Got to delete those. Um, <laughs> you guys can sign up. It's uh, You could win $500,000. Uh, so you sign up. You know The system actually picks a square for you. And then you'll see if you can win later. just want to throw that in there because I, I wanted it on the live chat. And um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share that. But you guys can go ahead and sign up for uh, Super Bowl squares uh, through that link if you guys want. You went up to $500,000 from Rocket Mortgage. So there you go. How about that? <laughs> Just another reminder that I... They're really going to feel that drip into the ocean. <laughs> There's no money to be paid for that. You, you could sign up for free, win $500,000. There. Is that it? I think I, I'm doing part of my job. All right. Yeah. Um, shoot, I got to pull away the Hill Mary. Thanks, Matt, for throwing that in there, the Hill Mary conversation. Um, Mike, ready to sail off? We did another hour-long episode. We're, we're just getting longer and longer. We made we're it. Getting... I don't All think right. there's anything else to, to turn in, but I am considering, since I have the day off tomorrow, to do uh, maybe a watch-along. So you guys just want to make sure you hit the um, notifications button. Uh, so if I do a watch-along tomorrow for uh, that Buffalo Sabres game, you'll see it. But if you guys could, I see there's 23 listeners right now, 23 viewers. Hit, hit the the like button, so I better see 23 likes when I'm done recording. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, if you guys had fun, hit the subscribe button if you're if you're new to the show. Uh, we hope you had fun. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next go around. Thanks for tuning in. And um, I don't know what's the theme of the show. Snorlax. There it is. Snorlax. <laughs> right. You guys uh, have a nice Monday and uh, have a good one. Ta-ta! Toodaloo!